put on the back suit. I'll put on the tiger suit. We can roll around the yard like birds. I grew up poor. Either that or my parents are Great Depression reenactors. I was homeschooled. I got accepted into homeschool, which is good because my safety school was the car. <laughs> I come from an Irish family. We're not very affectionate. If you look up Irish incest porn on Google, it just shows a bunch of people hugging and then saying I love you on Christmas. I heard my girlfriend's vibrator last night it reminded me of the song my mom used to play me when I was in the womb. I'm a member of the Crisis Actor Guild. Our building got blown up again. <laughs> the president killed himself and the secretary ran away with the dues. If God didn't want us jerking off, why did he give us two vaginas at the end of each hand? The first guy who, who jerked off was like looking up at God. Why? Why am I here? Why am I? Why? Oh, okay. <laughs> God had sex with Mary. Did he call her the next morning? She was like 12 and he was like a billion. That's totally gross. I mean, what did they have in common? On the, on the money it says, in God we trust. Yeah, but not around our kids. I mean, how did they even meet? Did God hang outside of the high school with a pizza and some wine coolers? The whole Dark Ages was just God deleting his uh, history. <laughs> he hung out in front of the high school with uh, Angel Gabriel, his wingman. <laughs> but God's kind of a dirtbag because he had sex with her and then he let her have the baby inside of a barn. Then he sent three wise men in his place to give the baby gifts. And I mean, let's be honest, the frankincense and myrrh was a regift. God was a deadbeat dad. He used to read to Jesus over the phone every night. Reasons why you couldn't pick him out this weekend. <laughs> God was like, hey champ, I heard about your magic show. You turned wine into water and you can walk on water, but if you were really something, you would try walking up a waterfall. 
it's kind of a bummer for Jesus, though, because when he got crucified, that was supposed to be his weekend with his dad. <laughs> a lot of people argue if it was the Jews or the Romans who killed Jesus, <clears throat> but I think it was the Asians. I mean, they, they're the ones that did Jesus' nails. This is my next segment, and it's called Sessions with My Mexican Therapist, where I go over some of the stuff that my Mexican therapist and I are talking about in our sessions. And something that came up was my first job interview. I was at a college, and um, I went to go interview for a job at a high school, and... The night before, I was out drinking and partying and stuff with my girlfriend, and I got drunk, and I was like, man, I don't want to go to this job interview tomorrow. I don't want to, you know, I'm going to sell out and be a nerd and stuff. So I said, why don't we go get some hair dye and you dye my hair? <clears throat> so we went to the store and bought some blue hair dye, and I had like shoulder length hair. We dyed my hair blue, and I said, get those um, razor scissors and kind of cut it sort of shaggy looking. <clears throat> so she did, and I woke up the next morning, and I went to go to my interview, and the secretary was looking down at the computer, and I said, I'm here for my interview. <clears throat> and she looked up, and she was kind of taken aback because I had this bright blue hair. It was long and shaggy. So she called in the principal and she's like, <clears throat> um, he's running about 20 minutes late. So I said, okay. So I went outside to the campus and the bell rang. So all the students came out and I had this blue hair and I was like, what am I doing? I'm, I'm, I'm acting ridiculous. Why, why do I think this would be cool? So I knew I had about 20 minutes. So I ran to the main street to try to find a barber shop, and I went in there and I was like, "Just give me a normal man's haircut." So he cut my hair like a normal man. I gave him twenty-five bucks. I went outside. I had about twelve minutes left to get back to campus, and I looked one last time in the reflection in the, in the window of the barber shop, and I saw my normal man haircut. And I was like, "Oh, I'm such a sellout." what am I doing? So I went back inside and I was like, I want you to shave it all off. Make me cool again. And the dude looked at me like, well, it's not gonna be for free. So I gave him 25 more bucks, shaves it off all the way to the skin. And uh, I come out, I'm like, okay, I'm a cool dude again. I've got like two minutes to run, hustle back on campus. So I get back on campus, secretary's looking at her computer, she's typing away. I said, I'm, I'm here again for my interview. And she looks up and her eyes are just huge because, you know, 
20 minutes ago, I had this long, shaggy blue hair. And all of a sudden, I'm just like the psycho prison skinhead. And I went and had the job interview. And needless to say, she did not become my co-worker. So I finally got my first teaching job. It was at a what they called a less affluent school, which was another way of saying totally fucking ghetto. And it was in Oakland. And my first day teaching, I was walking by the office and one of my students was in the office crying. And I was like, what's wrong? And she's like, my mom's supposed to pick me up. I was like, oh, she's not here yet? She goes, yeah, she's outside, but I'm afraid to go outside. I go, why? She goes, because there's a mom out there dressed only in, in pink lingerie and she's wielding a meat cleaver chasing another mom mad that that other mom slept with her husband <laughs> and i said okay i'll i'll get a security guard to come in and take you out there and the next year were these three bosnian kids and uh they were scared of the school too just like me and they two of them were crying and the oldest one the sister she was kind of starting to stay strong but i can tell in their face they'd rather go back to war-torn bosnia than be at that school <laughs> And the only way I could survive, I learned this early on, is I had to identify the alpha male or the alpha female of each class and totally squash them in front of the other students. If I did that, it was an easy breezy semester. But if not, if they went over the class and the class was on their side, then the whole semester would be a bitch. And I would come into class to teach every morning totally hungover. And if you have a kid who's in school and they have six classes, I guarantee you one of those teachers is hungover every day. And I would set up my little hangover station, which I would take the computer and angle it kind of to where I could still see the, the students at the corner of my eye, but they couldn't see me. And I would just sit there and fake type <laughs> like I was working my ass off. I just fake type, fake type. And... Um, I had to take attendance every day on the Scantron sheet. So I would take Scantron sheet, take attendance, and then put it on this hook by the door and somebody would come by and collect it every day. So I, I, you know, I would do that every morning, put Scantron on there. And in this one class, I had this one kid who was a total fucking dickhead. And I wasn't able to ever catch him and squash him in front of the students. So they were on his side. They thought he was cool. And every day for two and a half hours, she was just a bitch. And I was always trying to catch him doing something, but I never could. And one day I'm sitting there hungover, fake typing and shit. And the cool thing was, was the school was so ghetto, the computer didn't work. It was broken. So the monitor was just black, but it was highly reflective. So I could see over my shoulder towards the door. And I'm sitting there fake type, fake typing, sweating and shit. <laughs> and I see this silhouette in the reflection of the door. And it was this dickhead kid and he came in and all the students looked up at him oh here's the cool dude and he took the scantron and he took a pencil and he bubbled in his that he was present clipped it back on there went and sat down and he's thinking i didn't see anything and the other kids are like smiling they're like man that was so cool so i'll wait a few beats you know let him have his moment and i go let me see you outside i took the scantron sheet and i said i saw what you did you filled your name on the Scantron sheet. I said, I'm telling the principal. And he got a little bit scared. And I said, I'm telling your mom. Then he got really scared. He's like, no, don't tell my mom. I'm cool. And I'm trying to get this kid expelled, kind of get him out of my life. 
But now I'm all pumped up because I've been waiting all semester to catch this kid. So I'm juiced. I got him. I got him on the ropes. I got him cornered. And I go, what you did was illegal. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he just shifted back and he was had like that positive body language again. And he looked at me, he's like, it wasn't illegal. I was like, oh man, I pushed it too far. <laughs> I said, all right, go back. Go back in class and take your seat. And at the school, they did this thing called no social promotion. So what that meant was no matter how old you were, if you didn't, you know, pass the class, you weren't in the next grade, which meant that in these lower grades with these younger kids, you'd have a grown ass man in that classroom because he hasn't, he hasn't, he hasn't been socially promoted in like three or four years. So I had one of those dudes, he was a total gang member and he would come in and sit in the back and just roll joints on the, on the desk. And I was like, don't fuck with me. I ain't going to fuck with you, your business, dude. You can do whatever you want. So I left him alone. But there was a lot of gangs at the school. And uh, the science teacher across the hall from here, he was a really sweet dude. And one day at lunch, he was going to be the lunch monitor. And these two, these two kids from these uh, two different gangs started fighting. So he ran over there. He tried to break him up. As soon as he grabbed to break him up, both gangs jumped his teacher and they beat him up so bad it put him in the in the hospital for a couple of weeks so he came back and he was like i quit man <laughs> he goes i'm gonna work with computers or something so the other teachers and i were like we gotta meet we gotta meet up and go over some plans on how to protect ourselves against these fucking students so we decided to meet in his old classroom uh one day after school and we're sitting there and we're thinking of ideas and stuff. So we meet in this classroom to go over these ideas to brainstorm and we realize, oh, the history teacher isn't here. We gotta wait for him to come in. And the history teacher was this dude, he liked to dress up like um, uh, Anne Boleyn or something, you know, somebody from history and teach these classes. And I always thought he was more interested in playing dress up than actually teaching. But we had to wait for him before we got started on our on our uh, brainstorming ideas. So 20 minutes later, he finally comes in, and he's dressed like Sir Walter Raleigh. He's got the white tight uh, tights on. He's got the big ruffles around his neck. He's got the floppy hat with the big feather, and he's got these like ill-fitting pantaloons on. And they're too tight and they're kind of raising up on his crotch and he comes in they're like they look like daisy duke pantaloons <laughs> and uh these these gang members see him in the hallway they're walking by and they're like you fucking fag and uh, he pretends like you know he probably hears it all the time so he walks in looking like sir walter raleigh and he comes in the room he's like what i miss <laughs> and i'm like this dude's gonna get us killed Yeah.